What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Church, the Church of Iron Worship. Happy Sabbath Sunday. If you're new around here, welcome. We listen to Sabbath and read texts, the sacred texts from their lyrics, like many folks might gather around and read the Bible or go to church or something. We are here gathered here today to talk about the 1994 record with Tony Martin returning called Cross Purposes. We have a lot to say about that. We have a lot to say about the Tony Martin era in general that is criminally underrated. I'll say it here right now. and I'll say it again during this podcast. Once we get the freaks in, I'm sure they have a lot to say about it. Thanks for listening. It's early. Uh, we usually run these live on Zoom at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time because that's where the crypt is located. Uh, if you are in the Army, we want you to come hang out with us. No pressure. Just join in, talk about Sabbath, talk about weightlifting, drink coffee with us and get weird. That's what we do. It's a fun community building experience. I love doing these. My favorite day of the week, so thanks for listening. But like I said, it's a little earlier today because the Crypt Keeper's got to teach a yoga class early today after this. So uh, sometimes we have to shuffle and reschedule, but that's cool. Uh, so if we don't get as many freaks joining us today, it is because I try to wake everybody up early on Sunday and everybody wants to sleep in and I'm up at 4 a.m. just cracking skulls. So that's how shit goes. But if you want to join us, anybody, join the Lifting Dead Army, and you can come on and talk about Sabbath with us, talk about Sabbath with me. I love talking about Sabbath and lifting weights and drinking blood. All we got going on in the Death Comes Lifting realm, I'm uh, grateful for you, for your support. If you're listening to this, we love you. Uh, we got new shit coming out. The Flexus Gainsaw Massacre program is fully released to the Lifting Dead Army. Uh, the videos are coming out on YouTube, but uh, from here on out, they're going to be exclusive for the Army to get the full program. So if you like the madness you see on YouTube, join the Army for more. We're always putting out content to better serve you and have fun while we do it. That's the idea uh, of this. New merch is always coming out. So just stay tuned. We've got cool stuff. we got eyeliner. we got workout, war paint, makeup, man. We're fucking killing it. we got a lot of shit. And uh, you're a part of it. And we do this all for you. Um, you know, we can get a little deep here on Sabbath Sunday because it is a time for spiritual reflection and self-reflection. And uh, at Death Comes Lifting, we like to do that. We like, we like to uh, check in with ourselves and make sure what we're doing at the end of the day is all to better serve you guys, the freaks, the fit misfits for creating this community here. And that's what it's all about. It's not necessarily about just putting out dope shit you know, like eyeliner or uh, Flexus Gainsaw Massacre t-shirts, which are awesome. But at the end of the day, it's all to make you guys happier give you power in the gym, give you power outside of the gym and um, make it just a more special, unique and fun place to be. So that's what I'm trying to do. So far, we only got Joe Smith in the waiting room. So this is going to be a fucking hell of a good time. Me and Joe Smith are going to bullshit about Sabbath. 
and probably his racing and probably his cats. Uh, Joe Smith's a warlord, uh, but he's also, he's a brother. He's a great friend. Uh, warlords in the army, you guys get all the special attention from the Crips staff. So that's one-on-one uh, -on -one training, video, FaceTime, Skype stuff. And uh, he went away, man. Maybe he was like, fuck this. I don't want to talk to Zach uh, this early on a uh, Sunday morning. So it's eight o'clock. Oh, he's back. Let me get him in here. Come on in. Everybody, thanks for listening. I know it's early. Joe Smith, the fucking man, the reliable one that shows up early. What up, bro? Not much, man. Tired. This is going to be fun. <laughs> How Not are us? Yeah, I've, so far as us i know i'm getting up giving getting everybody up early so i don't blame them for not showing up honestly but we're i know we're, our warriors of the night and in the morning so we're up cracking skulls it's no big deal right yeah i've been up late still getting up early just can't help it unfortunately me either man it's the curse but it's, it, there's worse things to have man you know well, I mean, I like, I need my sleep right now. I, I need that beauty rest for one. And, you know, I'm not getting any younger. So, but, you know, with the race coming up, I need to be like rested and everything. So don't let Dr. Matt Walker get to your head, bro. You're going to be, <laughs> you, don't freak yourself out about not sleeping enough. It's all, it's meant, it's mental. You can do this. I keep telling myself I'm acclimating to jumping time zones since uh you know the colorado will be mountain time and i'm i'm an hour hour ahead so that's that's how i'm convincing myself it's okay so it's going to be one hour earlier in colorado from you right right like right now it's seven here but it'd be 6 a.m there so how much earlier are you getting there in advance of uh your race uh we're leaving on thursday and the race isn't until Saturday, so Smart. we'll have most Thursday, all day Friday, just to kind of hang out and acclimate a little bit to the altitude. And the, yeah, and the time change. I mean, your body it responds to that, man. So that's uh, sure. that's smart. Like professional athlete, professional oh, yeah. athlete showing up a week early, you know, for, <laughs> for the race. Repping, yeah, man. Taking all of Sunday to plan out my diet, get the cooler ready, so I have all my juices and all of the food that I need to properly nutritiate. It's super early. That's not a word. Nutritiate. We're gonna make it one. You know, it's a word now. <laughs> well, dude, I rarely get a chance to talk to just you. So, what what is that? Uh, what does that look like for you on the day of the race, like nutrition wise? I'm I'm curious. Not much different. Uh, it's pretty light. Uh, it'll be a pretty light morning. I'll get up and kind of basically do a little bit of the same stuff, stretch, yeah. meditate, kind of loosen up, get ready for that. But, you know, nutritionally, it'll be, I mean, just the power smoothies that I have every morning. Uh, I mean, pretty much have it, usually have it post-exercise. Okay. But for the most part, it's, uh, I'll just switch to have it beforehand. Eat a lot of dates as well get those get that carb sugar you know, something that's super light that doesn't uh i've tried before when i was doing longer races like half marathons marathons to get up a few hours beforehand and eat like a just shitty white 
bagels with peanut butter and like bananas but i just always no matter how early i feel like i eat them i'm always feeling you just feel it inside your stomach just like the heavy carbs sure but been reading a lot about carbo loading for races and they're like if you haven't done it like days before the race like it makes no sense just to do it that morning so i'm That's kind of doing yeah and if you don't normally time. do it like it's not going to have a positive impact on your performance right and uh so i'm kind of working on carbo loading like a lot more this week and at the beginning of this coming week to just kind of build that store a little bit giving myself permission to eat like shit right now are you all those junky carbs that i don't get a chance to eat like what what's what's the guilty pleasure right now (laughs) pop chips hell yeah pop chips they've got some delicious delicious like i don't know yeah any of them those ones for some reason are the best what what is your uh your power smoothie recipe that looks like swamp water (laughs) i need i need to know yeah i mean it's a fuckload of dark leafy greens depends on what i have whether it's just like spinach or kale uh i mean that usually that's makes up probably a good probably like four cups of spinach or kale okay jam is all in there damn uh, banana and you blend that you don't juice that right no nah, i just blend it blend it all right sweet yeah yeah juicing kind of it gets rid of all of the the fiber like you just leave all the fiber behind when you juice stuff and um, you know i you need that for your body so gotta get that fiber it's important sometimes it's a little chewy if i don't uh you know blend it long enough but for the most part it's fine but various berries spirulina some moringa powder chia seeds hemp seeds Black seeds. Oh, sorry. Loud cars going by. Oh, dude. Uh, uh, those have been my protein sources. As you know, I've been on the uh, the plant-based diet and I can't do chickpeas or lentils or anything like that. So I've been using a fuck ton of hemp seeds, flax seeds, chia seeds, and, seeds uh, hemp protein powder. You need a lot of it. Hemp for there, it's like one serving is like 15 grams of protein of hemp protein powder. It's like a third of a cup. Of protein powder, yeah, so you can't do peas either, right? What's up? You can't do peas either, right? Yeah. yeah. Ah, fuck. But dude, I've been liking it. It's been going really well. I make a power smoothie, basically very similar to that with the hemp protein. I throw in like uh, some pineapple and some spinach, celery, ginger, fucking maca root, maca for the caca, as John Joseph says. <laughs> <laughs> just feel good spirulina corella wheatgrass powder it's yeah. it, it's it's a whole thing dude i feel i feel great i feel like batman right and like somebody was was saying like the best part about having like blending your breakfast in the morning is you don't have to waste all those calories and that energy digesting because yeah. you're kind of like pre-digesting the food but right you're not really uh wasting it's just direct absorption so like i you can a noticeable difference when you know you're tired take a chug of that juice and it's like boom this is just automatic energy right here goes right especially if you uh work out before that in a fasted state your body just absorbs that like yeah for sure for sure well you're killing it man uh 
I know your where your workouts like you're tapering off now, right? Yeah. Um, like today, it should technically go on like a fairly long walk, but it was a long work day yesterday when I was not supposed to do anything. So, I mean, we'll probably go on a light walk. There's a construction site that's throwing away a bunch of lumber and we need some. So we're going to go Hell walk yeah. a few blocks and carry some Listen. lumber back home. <laughs> so that'll be my workout today. Tomorrow will be pretty light, just kind of like core stability stuff. And um, I mean, honestly, I'm not really going to do shit <laughs> this week. I but like we discussed, which is why this, I kind of want to talk about this here is because it's hard to taper off. You know, it's hard to hold back. You know, there's an art to that. You know, we, right. I, I'm bad at it myself and I program for people all the time. And I, I stress recovery. You got to take a day off, especially if you want to perform like in a race or whatever. You have to taper off correctly. And I'm bad at it. It's, it's, and I know we're very similar and we want to do something every day, but just making yourself just stretch and breathe and not do anything is the, sometimes it's way harder than work than a grueling workout, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, absolutely. Like being like going out and I know I need to get some mileage in. I mean, before a race, you still need to, I, there's all, depending on who you talk to, there's all sorts of like, Oh, if you're running a marathon, you need to be going down by 80% and then 60% and then just taking down your mileage. Uh, but then there's people who are like, Oh, just take, the whole week and then start working out again right before the race so your body's ready for it and it hasn't just been in a completely rested state so it's, yeah. it's really weird but it just depends on you right at the end of the day right. what you feel like like i feel some joint pains and things like that right now that i know that i'm not going to be doing much in the way of upper body work right now just because i, I want to kind of try to heal a little bit yeah. Uh, going into this so won't be doing any of that but my legs feel great my lungs feel great and that's what's really important because that's going to carry me the hardest so for sure well man keep me updated you know anything you need let me know oh, need, show. yeah advice whatever and when we're back from conquering the race i'm looking forward to programming you further yeah we need to talk that's about what we're going to do are we just going to bulk out and get like massive joe or i think yeah I, I think our vibes are very congruent. I think we're both just trying to get huge, you know. I mean, got to show up at Rob's backyard and do some deadlifts next year, I think. That's what I'm trying to do, too. I'm on my second week of this powerlifting split, balancing it with <laughs> yoga and stuff. But uh, it, it feels good, man. I haven't been in the gym lifting heavy in quite a while, so it does feel good to come back to it, you know. Nice. But nice. you are a lot stiffer. I mean, your, your muscles tighten up quick and like it's, it's way harder to get into the crazy yoga poses when you do that. Even if you stretch diligently, there's just something about it. It's a balance, man. It's like the ocean. The muscles just don't want to do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you just tense up. But then there's also like if you ever take no time off from weights completely and just do yoga and just do stretching, like you almost get that there is a point of being too loose, I think. You know, like you don't have that, you need that like certain level of tension in your, within your muscles, kind of like an elastic band, like you kind of want something like that. And I, I've been like, it, it just is weird. I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain. I, I think it's all, it's a balance because what's flexibility without strength, really? You know, you want, you want some strength and tension. And where you're like a loaded gun. So when you just need to like go off, you can just pop. <laughs> Bruce Lee. Yeah. I, that's why he focused on isometrics so much stabilize the muscle fibers but yeah we'll talk we'll get uh we'll bulk we'll do a bruce lee bulk uh when you come back from your 
Where, where is it at? I know it's in Colorado, but what, yeah, what part of it? Uh, Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs. Yeah, there for like two nights and then hang out with a buddy in Denver for a night before we drive back. Sweet. So only like seven hours in the Keep car. It. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. We drove 14 to you, so we, that's sure. what we do. Well, keep yeah. us updated, man. Up, update your story. Tag us in it all. I, I want to see. I want to see it all. So I'm sure everyone does too. It's good. It's cool to see your progress. But um, <laughs> I guess we should uh, talk about Black Sabbath now. Did you listen to Cross Purposes at all? I, you know, honestly, I just got done listening to it right before Sweet. this. So Me I too. I, fucking Tony. The Tony Martin era is good, dude. Let me tell uh, you. It was weird because songs would start and I'd be like, ugh. Yeah, this song sucks. Mm-hmm. And then about a quarter of the way through this song, I was like, oh, actually, this song isn't too bad. And it just kind of kept building and building. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. So some of it I liked, some of it I didn't like, which, you know, obviously, That's fair. yeah, that kind of goes to say with a lot of songs, but, or albums. But um, one of them, I really, really thought that I was listening to that really terrible uh, P. Diddy. Uh, Led Zeppelin song from uh, the Godzilla soundtrack from 98. Oh shit, um, yeah. I don't know if you remember that, but I like there was a riff that was playing in that one of the songs late on the album. Since it was on YouTube, I don't know which one it was, but it's I think it's, it's the hand that rocks your cradle. Is it? I think that's what you're talking Just like they, they were doing that. Yeah, it totally is that. That's so funny, dude. I haven't thought about that song in forever. I think I've blocked that out of my memory that that's even a real thing or that movie. I love that movie because it came out when I was like seven and that was probably like the first Godzilla movie I even saw. So I always thought it was sweet. But now looking back, I'm like, yeah, that's not that's, that's not ideal for Godzilla. But no, not at all. This this album's pretty good. It's not as good as uh, TYR or Headless Cross, the, like the first two with Tony Martin. Um, it's like a natural, for if you remember way back when we listened to um, like Dehumanizer, the last one with Dio. It kind of sounds like Dehumanizer with Tony Martin singing because they have the same producer. They have Geezer Butler. They have like that heavy drum sound. It's like very produced. They just threw Tony Martin in there, which uh, Iomi admits in his book that they like screwed Tony Martin like all the time. They were just like, yeah, come in. Oh, we got Dio. Now you're out. You're in. You're out. You're in. You're out. And they did that to Tony Martin like forever. But Tony Martin is like a blue collar like dude. Like he's just like this dude. Like he he sang in bands and he did like studio stuff, but he was just like a normal dude. So when he was like, yeah, Sabbath wants me to join, I feel like that'd be like. Yeah, I'm just gonna go join Sabbath. I'm at their back. Yeah, so it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing, interesting time in the discography. The next record is called Forbidden, and that's when we'll have a lot of fun with the uh, rap rock crossovers because I think I have I mentioned this before that uh, Ernie C from Body Count produced this record, the next record. Yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, that's gonna that's interesting. And there's Ice T's on one track, and it's you know it's late '90s, so they tried to do like the thing, and um, everybody is it's universally pretty much acclaimed as the worst Sabbath album. But I can't wait. I I kind of like it for that though. I don't have I don't have bad feelings towards Forbidden. I think it's kind of sweet. But uh, yeah, it, that's that's gonna be more fun. This is just kind of a 
this this is the last of like the the solidness with uh, Tony Martin in um, in Sabbath, and then it's going to be a long time that Ozzy comes back. But um, there's not many, not even any good real uh, stories or like behind the scenes that I've tried to dig into for this podcast for for this one. The only good, cool, funny thing I found about this was well. Iomi said that since Geezer was was back, he has they had a lot of like old Sabbath vibes. If you hear on like the especially the early part of the record, um, Cross of Thorns, Virtual Death, that all sounds like really doomy, like early Sabbath, which is cool. And that was just um, Geezer and Iomi jamming in a room together, like old times. So that, that those came out kind of cool. Uh, and I, I like listening to those for that reason. It uh, makes you see through the music a little bit. And uh, that's sweet because we love Sabbath. But uh, what I was going to say, Van Halen was going to, Eddie Van Halen was going to do a solo on the song Evil Eye. That's like the last song on the record. And like he showed up to the studio and him him and Iomi just got so hammered when they were recording that they fucked up the recording process and the solo was unusable. So that is why there is no Van Halen solo on Evil Eye. Say party to oh. that's, that's unfortunate. This could have been uh this could have been Black Sabbath's smooth criminal had it just you know right or uh yeah. So I, I know uh Ashley's not here, but she always likes the funny backstories of, of Black Sabbath. So that that shout out to Ashley and Mikey because that, that was for them. Other than that, they toured the US with Motorhead for this record, which would have been an awesome show to see. Have you ever are you into Motorhead at all? And enough. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like if you know like one or two Motorhead albums or songs, you kind of get the you kind of know them all. But, yeah, or watched any Attitude Era WWE, all of the latest, you know, music. I mean, yeah, you know Motorhead. For sure. The more I think about that, like being into wrestling as like a young kid, I was probably one of my first times I was exposed to heavy metal was because of Motorhead being in endorsed with Triple H, you know. Yeah. Or Triple H endorsing Motorhead and having their like I, I always just associated Motorhead with Triple H for like the longest time. I mean, they they went hand in hand there for a little bit. It works. It works. And um, according to the master himself, Tony Iommi, that Lemmy is the real deal. They only had booze on their tour rider. Like there was no food in their dressing room. It was just like just alcohol and their Motorhead night after night. Yeah, that's a that's a hard that's a hard road, hard life to live, especially that those many years. But those fucking guys did it, man. I don't I don't know how they did it, but they did it. And even uh, he said it was pretty eerie because his book came out like ten years ago, or whatever. He said Lemmy will probably die on stage, like he won't settle down into a nursing home. He's gonna like keep doing that until he died, and that's exactly what he did. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of kind of admirable in a way. He stuck to his lifestyle. He, yeah, I mean, sure, but you know, people like Alice Cooper can also find golf, and that can become their lifestyle. This is true. I that that is the ultimate balance. I mean, that's why I, I love Alice Cooper. He's the he's the man. He's the homie. But uh, let me. I mean, hey, know thyself. That's Lemmy. He stuck to it. Um, true. Look at Adam Gorak entering the waiting room, like five minutes before we have before I have to leave. But um, we'll get him in here all the way from Australia. I mean, he came all the way from Australia. We might as well say what's up. From the future, what up, man? Well, 
voice podcast. Sorry, I, we we had to start this early, so we've been on for like twenty five minutes. I have to uh, we have to close it up in a few minutes, but we're glad you're here towards the end. Thank you for showing up, man. Oh shit, eh? <laughs> it's okay. Sure, sure. We love Calibris. Shout out to Calibris. Good good hoodie. Yeah. Nah, it's the long sleeve. Looks good, man. How you been? Kind makes me look slimmer. Yeah, you look you look light and tight in that, man. If anybody is into Calibris, you can check them out. They were on they were on the podcast. Do so. I forget what episode, but look into yeah, them. great horror pump. No, I, I dig them, eh? Um, they sound like Elvis, and if if, if Elvis and Glenn Danzig had a baby, that's them. That is good, yeah. And you're, yeah, I, I can't. I have no further comment. You you nailed it. Yeah, you that did. is. That Do you is like bad. Motorhead? Because yeah. we were just talking about Motorhead. Ah, oh, damn. I'm gonna have to listen to this once it's up, and then edit my voice clips into this episode. Do that. Put up your if own. You, if you can do that, yeah. yeah. We uh, so cross purposes was the album we were talking about. Did you listen to it, Adam Gorak? I was just listening to it until I opened this up. Okay. Right, you know, get let in, and then like says like the shows are recording like already. <laughs> it's okay, man. You're you. We I mess up your times all the time, bro. It's okay. Thank nah, you. It's we're just good. glad you're here. We're glad you're here. So cross purposes is good. Uh, we we agree that cross purposes is pretty. It's a pretty fucking good record. I've listened to the first minute, and it actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, man. It's it's With a what I've heard. It's uh it's not quite as good as a uh, tear or headless cross with Tony Martin, I don't think, but it's definitely worth the listen through. And uh, yeah. it, it was received well. Geezer Butler's on it. There's good vibes between him and Iomi. There's a lot of doom. Virtual death is an awesome riff. Hand that rocks the cradle is an awesome riff. If you look into that for some Sabbath Sunday, do for your inspiration. Well, oh, since my new guitar I got. Yeah, come on, do for you is coming in and stealing the show, dude. Uh-huh. Ready to go. I love yeah. It. yeah, this is actually worth twelve hundred dollars, but I got it on sale for like seven seven fifty. Awesome, man. Good for you. Yeah, you're making, you're making yeah, more money. Yeah, bro. If I sold all the stock and Death Comes Lifting, I could buy half that guitar for me. <laughs> oh, I got seven now, so there's, oh, there's seven for hack off now. <laughs> that's that's awesome, man. Glad to see you're well, dude. You seem full of energy and happy and like horror punk and new guitars and fucking. Uh, yeah, I just got home from work. <laughs> Good for you, man. Had a quick shower. I'm like, okay, I still got time. <laughs> dude, thanks for showing up. We were no, just talking right. about them being on tour for this album with Motorhead, which would be an, a legendary show to see as a Tony Iommi fronted Sabbath in Motorhead. Oh, um, yeah. Where do you stand on Motorhead? On Motorhead? Yes. I wish I've seen him live. <laughs> Sweet, man. Good. We all love Motorhead. If you don't like Motorhead, I feel like you, you're not into heavy metal really at all. I don't think enough people got wind of this time change because we just got we we got Ashley and Mikey coming in. They're coming in at the end. We're, we're throwing them in. Ashley and Mikey, what up, everybody? Ah, look, coming in just to say goodbye. I hate to burst your bubble. I hate to do this, but I posted on the Patreon that we had to start this at 8 a.m. this week oh. because I had to teach a yoga class here pretty soon. So. We're about to be done, but we wanted you to come in and just just to tell you that we love you and Black Sabbath loves you too. Yeah. 
Uh, we, can edit, we can edit ourselves in there later on. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Gorath's going to take care of that for you guys from the future yeah. of Australia. I'll do my best. Yeah. <laughs> do you like Motorhead, Mikey and Ashley? I love Motorhead. Hell yeah. I feel like you love Motorhead because you like punk and like yeah. that's every what like punk, every punk dude loves Motorhead. And every metal dude loves Motorhead. That's like it's like the meme from uh from Predator when you have Arnold's like bicep and then yeah, and, and what what's the other guy's name? Is it Carl Weathers? Guys, yeah, it's like metal motorhead. Like we agree on this. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's it. So everybody, go listen to Motorhead and go listen to Black Sabbath. And I don't think there's a better note to end this on than that because and listen to Calibres, fools. And, and listen to Calibres, fools. Shout out to Calibres. Yeah. Shout out to Mikey and Ashley. Thanks for coming in and saying hi. We love you. We're gonna make up for this next week, eight thirty. Listen back for an awesome podcast about me and Joe Smith talking shit and Black Sabbath. That was fun, dude. Thanks for showing up, everybody. Peace. Peace, blessings, and Black Sabbath to all.